Welcome to River Edge Podcasts. We hope this message inspires and encourages you today. What a great morning it's been so far. What a great morning. Um, Chelsea, let's do it. Um, I had a dream last night that I was in an op shop. Surprise, surprise. You can take your seats. I just, I just went up to Uncle Adrian. Yeah, I had a dream. <laughs> um, I felt to share this morning. Um, and I met an, a beautiful old lady in this op shop and she came up to me and she was, t- I think Annie Carroll was there in my dream. Um, she came and was telling us that she was in a lot of pain, especially in her legs. And um, I, she just kept talking and um, I just felt to say to her, Do, are you a believer? You know, this is all in a dream, just in case you're just zoning in. Um, I said, are you a believer? And she said, yes. And I said, in God? And she said, yes. And I said, well, I'd love to pray for you in your pain. And as soon as I went to sort of just lay my hand on her shoulder and say the name of Jesus, she shrunk back from me and said, no, 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 the pain increases when you do that. Um, and I was like, well, we should, we should pray. And then she ended up um, on the floor in, in absolute agony, crying out in agony, much worse than when she was standing there telling me about her pain. And it was whenever I tried to um, pray for her that she would just scream out in pain. Um, And this morning, I was thinking of that dream again. It was brought back to me. And I was just thinking, I'd love to pray for anyone in the room where you feel like the presence of God or prayer or the name of Jesus exacerbates things going on in your life. It might um, inflame pain. It might cause things to be amplified, um, even struggles you're you're feeling or enduring right now. Um, Out there, it's fine, but you bring it in here and it's like heavier. It's worse. And it feels backwards to you. Like, I thought... You know, we're singing, I love your presence, but God, right now, it feels like your presence is taxing on me. It's taking from me instead of helping me and healing me. So if that's you this morning, I'd love for you to be bold and just raise your hand. The people around you are going to support you um, as we pray for you. Awesome. We've got some hands up. If there's anyone else, great. We're just going to lay hands and believe for God to do a, a miracle work in this. Lord God, we just thank you for your power. We speak the truth of your presence, that it heals, it redeems God, and it restores things in us, Father. I thank you for strengthening those this morning that feel weakened or feel like um, their, their troubles or their pain is exacerbated in your presence. And we just come against that lie of the enemy um, that speaks mistruth and speaks lies into their life and even causes pain receptors in their bodies um, to respond to the presence of God. And we just call a cease to that in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, that you would restore, that you would heal God and that your presence would be a safe refuge for these people, God, that have got their hands lifted this morning. I thank you that the truth of your presence and the wholeness, the the entirety of your presence would surround these people, God, your sons and your daughters in what they're experiencing. And I just come against every word of the enemy, every act of the enemy that has tried to um, pervert the way that they see your presence, God, may it be restored right now in this holy moment as we bring it to you, God. Thank you for um, showing us the truth of what's going on in the name of Jesus, um, it is done, God. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Great. Thank you. Excellent. Excellent. I, I, also, um, I also had a picture while we were praying and, and of, of a person being like chained up um, through worship 
um, and having chains on them. It was, I don't know whether it was chains to their mind or, or to their heart and they felt like they were locked and couldn't, couldn't get in, couldn't release from it. And I love what you shared, Chelsea. But the picture expanded as I was thinking of it and it, and it, um, it turned out those chains weren't chains, they were just cords. Um, and, and you feel like they're, they're rooted and holding you back, but that they weren't. Well, they are, but they're just cords. They're just light. And your praises, your praises and your declaration of who God is and who you are in praising him and worshipping him, it's like acid for those cords. It was like acid and it was just, it was eating them away. Uh, and I just love how God works. I love how God works that it's not, it may not be a momentary, just complete break and release, but our praise changes our situation. Thank you, God. Thank you for releasing us, Father. Father, thank you for releasing us. Thank you for your freedom that you're bringing us into. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Father. Thank you for your freedom. Let it come more and more. Holy Spirit, we thank you for what you're going to speak to us here today. Amen. All right. I got like 10 minutes. Let's go. We can do this. We can do this. Um, yeah, I can just take as much time as I want. Pastor just said that. You ready? Let's go. No plans for tomorrow. Hey, I love the declarations that were made last week. Uh, who here knows that they were more than just a repeat after me? Uh, it's, it's gone out in an email to everyone. If you haven't received it, there's a list. There's actually a, we are a people dedicated to this, 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 and this. And that is, it's beautiful to keep reading through and, and, and digesting it. And, and looking at it so that we are we are people that loving God and loving his ways growing in our understanding of him in worshiping God in spirit and in truth in being transformed into the likeness of Jesus from glory to glory dedicated to a lifestyle of reading meditating and becoming God's word these are all possible things by the way this is not impossible this is not a, a, a fairy tale in the sky you're reaching towards this is real this is a real thing to keeping step with the spirit to releasing heaven's authority in our world, we just did that, generosity, hospitality, and to serving the Lord's people. And we are dead to everything else but this. That's a pretty impacting statement right there, isn't it? I am dead to everything else. Wait, what am I dead to? <laughs> no, does anybody else find that kind of little, a little bit funny? Like, what, 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 wait, what am I dead to? But it makes us... These statements in our lives make us, uh, force us, I suppose. We bring ourselves to a position where we are to be discerning and discriminating even of, of what we have in our lives and, and what we meditate on and what we put as a goal in front of us. And, and, and I just want to, discerning, there was actually, looked up the, the description for that, is that to having or showing good taste or judgment, discriminating. And that's in, in the dictionary way, not in the, oh, you're like this, so I'm going to treat you differently. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about discriminating as in um, knowing the difference. Discriminate actually means the ability to know and act difference on the difference between good and evil. I messed that up, but you're getting me. To be astute, be understanding. So we, we need to be... We are a people that are discerning, are we not? 
Because it's going to be pretty hard if you're not discerning to understand what's good and what's not. It's going to be hard to follow those examples because they're fairly broad. We are a people dedicated to this. That's a broad statement. But for each one of us, that's different. Each one of us, it's, it's, we're on our journey in that, in understanding it and walking in it. So it's important for us to discern where our next steps are in that, right? It's important. I don't know if I'm ready for that. Well, that's okay. That's part of the journey too. In the word night on, on Tuesday, Chelsea brought up that, I wonder what it's like, she said, I wonder what it's like, like are we ready for this, I am dedicated? Because dedicated means to destroy for every other purpose than this. Like, what does it mean to be ready for that? Are we ready for that? Am I ready for that? It's all a journey. It's okay. It's all a journey. We're taking it together. That's a good part. Thanks, Chelsea. Excellent. <laughs> Excellent, Adrian. Good job. Come on, Adrian. You're doing great. You're doing great. Psalm 34. It seems to be the moment for David this morning. Pastor Steve was quoting David. So I'm going to continue because this is all in a way of us being discerning. But let's read the whole chapter, or most of the chapter anyway. Actually, is it? doesn't matter. Psalm 34. I'm just letting you know my internal dialogue here at the moment. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My life makes its boast in the Lord. Let the humble and afflicted hear and be glad. Afflicted? Do you, do you think that's a negative word? I don't know. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Come, let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord. I inquired of the Lord and required of him. This is the Amplified, so I'm going to skip parts, but that's okay. And he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. They looked to him. They looked to him and were radiant. Who's they? That's us. That's we. And we're radiant. Their faces shall never blush or blush for shame or be confused. That is a good statement right there. I'm getting to where I want to be, but I just want to read this whole part. This poor man cried and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all of his troubles. Is that you as well? By the way, man is, is the word for people, okay? Let's not get stuck up on that. This poor man cried and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all his troubles. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him, who revere and worship him with awe. Each of them he delivers. That is a good promise right there. But here we go. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed, happy, fortunate to be envied is the man who trusts and takes refuge. That means to, to rest, to, to be sheltered by him by the Lord, by God, by Jehovah, by Yahweh, by the Lord Almighty. I fear the Lord, you his saints. Revere and worship him. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Taste and see that the Lord is good. To me, that, that talks about being discerning. Discerning what is good and what is not good. Tasting and understanding having a discerning palate, being able to taste something and go, that's good, that's not good. Do you know what I mean? Have, have you ever tasted something that's not good? Right, yeah, good. Have you ever tasted something that's good? Yes? Excellent. So you know the difference between what's good and what's not good. And God's actually placed that in our hearts as well. He's placed in our hearts what is good and what's not good. I'm talking about our mouths, but I think we need to be a people that have discerning palates, a discerning palate. 
because we need to taste and see that the Lord is good. So in all of those areas that we, did, we spoke a declaration over, I'm slowing myself down because I tend to run away with my thoughts. We need to have a discerning mindset, understanding where our next steps are, to taste and see that the Lord is good. Activate our discerning palate. What is good? What is not good? Where do I need to go in this? Because we need to discern it. I've said that a few times now, but that's okay. (laughs) Because I wrote down a statement, but I'm going to change it. We are growing in our understanding of Jesus and his ways. That's one one of the declarations that we are growing in our understanding. Has anybody else had a funny week after we've made that declaration? I have. I've had a bit of a different week. Mentally, spiritually, and just connecting with God. And I know we're coming into a time where, and I say that because I know that God is working on something in my life and he's revealing something in me. And sometimes I need to push through the, the maybe the doubt and the issues and, and discern, that's not God. God's not saying that wasn't right. I need to push a bit harder. Harder? I need to be more confident and say, God, you are my provider and you have made... You've called these dedications for us for a reason, so I'm going to keep going in them and not hold back and think, oh, my feelings have changed. No, I'm going to have a discerning palate and understand what is good and what is not good. Cool. So I just want to, want to quickly go over rest because we're coming into a busy time. Now, I know the stage here has been used to talk about rest a lot lately. Is that a bad thing? No. If, if you feel like, oh, man, they're always talking about rest... Maybe God's trying to tell you something. If you have rest all sorted out and perfect and everything goes well, I praise God for that in your life. But for the rest of us, I think we still need to keep learning about rest because it can be a little bit messed up in our heads. So let's talk about rest for a bit. And I want to talk about it out of Psalm 23. It's another one of David's. Forgive me if I get it wrong and it's not David's, okay? I'm not speaking heresy. Heresy. Um, Psalm 23. This is one of David. So in this psalm, I want you to look out for the ways of Jesus in rest. The Lord is my shepherd. You probably know this. This is the Amplified, though. It's a little bit more expanded. The Lord is my shepherd to feed, guide, and shield me. I shall not lack. I will lack nothing. He makes me lie down in fresh, tender, green pastures. That's a cool picture. But this is real. This is more than just metaphors. This is what God is speaking to us. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me between still and restful waters. He refreshes and restores my life. Some versions say he restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness, in uprightness, in right standing with him, not for my earning or my sake, but for his name's sake. Yes, though I walk through deep, sunless valley of shadow of death, I will fear or dread no evil, for you are with me. Your rod, which is to protect, and your staff, which is to guide, they comfort me. You prepare a table for me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, and my cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy and unfailing love shall follow me all the days of my life. And through the length of my days in this house of the Lord shall my dwelling place be. I'll dwell in the house of the Lord forever. You probably heard it in different ways. 
Mm. So, so, couple of things to bring out there. He refreshes and restores my life. He restores my soul. He restores my soul. He restores my soul. So I've been reading this verse over and over. He restores my soul. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He leads me to the right places. He leads me to good places and he restores my soul. He restores my soul. David's talking about the Lord. And a lot of ways when he's talking about the Lord, he's talking about Jesus. Jesus restores my soul. Jesus is my Lord. Jesus is my Lord and he restores me. He gives me rest. Now that title of the Lord is not an honorary title. It's not a temporary title. It needs to be a permanent and fully functioning title in our lives. He is the Lord of our lives. The Lord of our lives. And you could probably take the rest of your life to understand what it is, but we need to submit to the Lordship of God. That's part of having rest. It has to be because he will give me rest. He leads me and he will give me rest. Jesus will give me rest. Jesus will give you rest. But what if, what if we put something else in that place? You know, God's my shepherd. Of course we're not going to put something else in there. But what if we put something else in the place of this restores me? This gives me peace. This restores and refreshes my life. What if I put something else there instead of Jesus? Is it going to be the same? I'm actually asking you a question. Is it going to be the same? Why not? It's a good question because this is a discerning heart we need to have to understand. If I take Jesus out of that place of giving me rest... Now, I'm talking about rest as a broad thing, so, so for everyone, rest is going to be different. Not everyone, but for most of us, rest is going to be different. It's going to have different ways about working. We're going to talk about that in a moment, but I'm talking about rest. If we go to something else to give us that rest that we need to receive from Jesus, we're actually taking the eternal, faithful, and true out and putting something else in its place, looking for rest. So it actually changes it from a declaration and a statement to a question. It's an inquiring. Does this give me rest? 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 Does anything else give me rest? It changed it being a declaration over my life of he gives me rest to being I don't know what's giving me rest. Now I'm confused. Everything I put in that spot is giving me rest. And it's almost like Jesus is sitting on a shelf somewhere and I've taken him out of that. Even though I've said he's Lord of my life, but I'm not going to him for rest. So it's important to have a discerning palate. Because if I'm tasting other things and they're not giving me rest, then I'll put something else in that place. If I don't have rest... Now, I know there's times in our lives where we can go through different seasons. I understand that. But Jesus gives me rest. He gives me peace because he's the Prince of Peace. Okay. It's important where we get our rest from. Callum, do you want to come up and share? i got Callum to come up and share something. Would you? Something. Awesome. Thank you. Um, yeah, 
I don't really have to precursor because you've just lined me up perfectly. But um, I was speaking, well, Adrian and I were chatting about this during the week and um, I was, this is almost a bit of a testimony now because I've really seen God work through this and and, uh, transform me. But definitely over the last few years, I found myself, you know, through COVID and things, free time, whatever it is, um, you know, I was able to knock off work earlier and things like that. So I'd go home and game. And that was something that, you know, really, and I'm not saying gaming is horrible. Um, I might tap into that a little bit later of how horrible it is, but no. <laughs> um, without knowing it, I, I believe I started to form a dependency on gaming and, and a dependency on the dopamine that, that you get from consuming things like this. And um, there's so many things in our life that give us that instant gratification dopamine. And there's different forms of dopamine. It can be excellent. It can be something that your body supplies you when you need it for motivation, for things like that. It can supply it if you've you know worked really hard and you've hit a point of success. It can supply you with dopamine. and um, It's something great. But there is something about, like Adrian mentioned, the phone, the the gaming, the movies, it is, and I hate to, I hate to sound critical of it, but we're in this world, not of it, <laughs> and we need to understand, yeah, it's discernment, and it's understanding that everything we consume is designed to get us to go back and, and want more. So, I open my phone, I think I've curated this thing to work exactly how I want it to work, instant, you know, I get on, it's productive, it's it feeds me what I need it to feed me. No, 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 no. This is a, it can be a tool, but it is a cons- consumption device curated to get you to come back and have more. <laughs> and uh, so when Ez was born, um, naturally, I was like, all right, I'm not going to touch any games We and, you know, sleep deprivation and all that comes in. But I really, I fell into a, a, into a bit of a dark spot. And, um, you know, we, Kim and I had conversations. She was like, what's going on? Like, you're struggling. I can see that. And you're not, you're not yourself. You're not enjoying the things you used to enjoy. What's going on? And I was like, I don't know. I, I have no answers. I just don't, I don't feel right. And um, I've definitely, I realized after some conversations with people and things that I had grown a dependency on, on that feel good dopamine. And, and over time, you know, a couple of years, you, you commit time and, and so much focus on things. And, and I was, you know, it's easy to get addicted to something. And you, I look back on my childhood, so many good memories were gaming with my mates and stuff. And there's so many reasons that take me back to that. But it's an understanding that it can't be a dependency. It can be something that we enjoy. But if it replaces God in that point of rest, and, and I know that these, these things don't give us true rest, um, it takes you out of things. It pulls you out of reality. It takes you away from the problems. It takes you away from the issue. It takes you away from it. So it feels good, but at the end of the day, when you step back and you know you can go, wow, that was amazing, and then it it hits you again. I have fallen dependent on God, and I'm so so grateful for that because um, I, I'll just quickly read. Sorry, I won't take up too much more time. 
Um, Psalm 30. Uh, I think this is the right one. Yeah, I'm just going to read this because this is a great exaltation um, that I feel is, you know, so relative to me here and I feel like it could be very relative and and good to people. Um, I will exalt you, Lord, for you lifted me out of the depths and did not let my enemies gloat over me. Lord, my God, I called to you for help and you healed me. You, Lord, brought me up from the realm of the dead. You spared me from going down to the pit. Sing the praises of the Lord, you, his faithful people. Praise his holy name. For his anger only lasts for a moment, but his favor lasts a lifetime. Weeping may stay for the night, but rejoicing comes in the morning. When I felt secure, I said, I will never be shaken. Lord, when you favored me, you made my royal mountain stand firm. But when you hid your face, I was dismayed. To you, Lord, I called. To the Lord, I cried for mercy. What is gained if I am silenced? If I go down to the pit, will the dust praise you? Will it proclaim your faithfulness? Hear, Lord, and be merciful to me. Lord, be my help. You turn my wailing into dancing. You removed my sackcloth and clothed me with joy. That my heart may sing your praises and not be silent. Lord, my God, I will praise you forever. I love that because, you know, we can go seasons where we don't sing his praises. But the truth is he's still victorious. And the dust will still worship him. The rocks will cry out. The oceans will roar of his goodness. So I think it is so important, church, that we understand what gives us rest. And uh, not falling into things that take us away, that that subdue the feelings, not chasing a, a high or, or a dopamine hit or something because it leaves an inadequacy or it leaves a, yeah, an inadequacy in our soul that it can only be replaced by God. Is that cool? Yeah. Is that cool? Well said. Well done. So the pattern of this world last couple of times I've been up here, I've, I've talked about the, that banner that um, Moses raised after they had victory. Um, he raised a banner. He said, that, he said that the Lord is my banner. The Lord is my standard. Uh, and, it was, and it was made, God said to write it down, write down what happened so that the children, so that Joshua <laughs> and those after him will remember it. But I believe the pattern of rest of the world has been raised really high in our lives. Like the pattern of, of rest and, and consumption, like O'Callum's talking about, about, about you're going to get rest this way. This is, this is how you rest. This is how you rest. This is how you rest. Driving along in your car. This is how you rest. Here's a picture of a beach. This is how you rest. Uh, here's a picture of a plane flying. Yes, excellent. That's how I rest. Here's a picture of just, uh, I don't know, <laughs> We've probably got a million different pictures that we see every day of like, a <laughs> road trip. Um, but it's, it's just the pattern of this world telling us how to rest. And that's, we're meant to have a discerning palate. Is that really going to give me rest? So, so yeah, there, there's, there's the pastoral heart in me that goes, look, it's okay. Like, I mean, you'll know what's right and what's wrong. But do we? we do need to question, is this really rest? 
God, is this the right place for rest? Because have, have we possibly maybe slightly, just a little bit, conformed to the pattern of rest that the world is telling us? This is how you rest. Oh, this is how I have to rest. Yes, I have to turn on the TV and sit there and rest. So this is me talking, right? I'm talking about me. Yes, rest. I'm resting. I'm resting. I don't feel rested. I feel worse. Now it's 12.30 and I have to get up. And the dog's barking now. Oh, could you? So, <laughs> Stephen said it a few times. I, I, I hate being lied to. I hate being conned. It's a lot of the way the world, this pattern of this world is saying, this is how you rest. So how, how the heck are we meant to rest? Can somebody please tell me how to rest? Wait a second. What have I put in that spot? He restores my soul. He, so we need to look for rest that actually brings restoration into our lives, not distraction. I feel like us getting a hold of his rest is like a big set of truck tyres, like, like, a, like a car, oh no, um, uh, monster truck, massive monster truck tyres with those huge grip, right? You know, just like, just like traction, traction and just, and a massive engine just roaring like crazy and just launching this thing. That's us. That's you. That's we getting a hold of, of the real rest that Jesus is giving us and letting go of, of the distraction. So in Matthew 11, 28 to 30, Jesus is speaking to, to those people who are, who are they're, they're kind of um, over being told what to do, right? By the religious people. So Jesus is talking to those, like, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, overburdened. This is of, of religious, this is the way that Jesus is speaking to the people around him. But he's, I feel like he's speaking differently to us now. Can we grab a hold of something different and, and pull Jesus' words out? And like, what does this mean to me right now? Come to me, all you who labour and are heavy laden, overburdened. Yes, I'm trying to rest and it's just not working. I'm trying the beach and it's not working. I'm trying the trips and it's not... I'm coming up on a trip soon, by the way. I'm going to be going away. But that, that's okay. Jesus is with me. He's going to give me rest even in first class. But that's okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, come to me later. I'll tell you how I got it. It's great. Only cost me 200 bucks. Singapore Airlines, first class suites. But that's not the reason why I'm up here. But if you want to hear my podcast, I'll talk about it later. <laughs> you know, can you sense a little bit of a difference in the tone of the way things are feeling at the moment? I started off this message. It's difficult because, because breaking through something is difficult. And I feel this whole week I've been getting ready. I know God, I'm not just talking about me, God, the Holy Spirit is getting ready for some freedom in the way we're wanting to experience our rest. He wants you to experience rest. Are you ready to find something different in rest? Because I've been working hard for this and, and, and you are going to receive rest. Not just me. You know what? Anyway, I'm going to go off of it. I, I, we're over the hill. Let's keep going. Okay, so Jesus says, come to me. Come to me. He will give me rest, all who labor, and I will cause, I will give you rest. I will ease and relieve and refresh your souls. We come to Jesus for rest. Jesus, what rest do I need right now? I want to do what I normally do, uh, but I don't want to get what I normally get. So Jesus, 
how can I rest now in a really good, healthy way? That can be a liberating prayer for each of us. God, how can I rest? I'm tired, I'm worn out from the day, but I don't want to go back to the way I normally go. Show me, Holy Spirit, how can I rest? Don't over-spiritualize it. Take what he gives you straight away. Oh, I'm going for a walk. Oh, I'm going to read something. Oh, I'm just going to go and sit out in the backyard and watch the sun go down. I'm going to go for a swim. I'm going to go for a ride. I'm going to go play with the kids. I need rest. Jesus, give it to me. I will give you rest, he says. Then he says, take on my teachings. Take my yoke, the way I do things, and learn from me. And you will find rest. I come to Jesus. He gives me rest. I take his teachings and I apply them to my life. And I find rest. It's just there. Oh, what's that? Rest. Oh, rest. This is... I think the Holy Spirit is going to teach us what rest really is for each of us. Not just us, but each of us, our individual the scriptures in talk of one of them, I, can't, I did, should have looked it up, but where it says that don't do something if it causes someone else to sin. So let's be aware of what we're going to do through this week and through the weeks to come. And if we normally invite someone into that world that is okay for us, but they say, oh, no, no thanks. Just be aware of why they might be saying no. Come and play a game. Nah, I might have a break. Come and have a drink. Nah, I might have a break because what is okay for you might not okay be okay for them. Let's enter this rest together because I feel this, this things are about to blow up. Things are about to move. Things are moving. Things are going. God, you are moving in us. We are a people which is dead to everything else but alive to him, alive to you, Jesus. Jesus, you are our life. You are our rest. you close your eyes for a moment thank you Holy Spirit thank you for the rest that you have stored up for us for when we need to run you give us rest for when we're in the battle you prepare a table for us we can rest but I know that I'm only going to rest when you lead me to good rest. That's the rest we want. Holy Spirit, would you release right now the good rest for this week? Release a discerning palate in our lives for what tastes like good rest and to run after that. To hear from you, I, I speak open ears to be able to hear from God what is good rest for each of us. In Jesus' name, ears be opened. Eyes be open to good rest. And Father, Jesus, the one who saves me, you are going to save us from the detox of bad rest. You are going to help us to get traction and not be distracted. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for joining today. 
If you'd like to know more about service times or simply want to find out more about church, head to our website, riveredgechurch.com.au.